Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, June 24th. Going to go ahead and apologize about the uh, no intro music. I don't know what happened, but we're going to roll with it. We're here. Uh, we're still remote. Yeah, maybe you should sing. Maybe you should sing. It doesn't have any words, so I don't know how I could sing it. Just hum. Just like Shrek and Donkey. <laughs> just. <laughs> it's, it's not Shrek. It's just Donkey. Well, yeah, but Shrek <laughs> tells him to hum. Um, but yeah, sorry about that, but we're here and that, that's all that's important. We're still remote. Um, okay. I don't like the remote thing. I like being with you because you're my best friend. Um, <laughs> Hey, I appreciate that. That, was, that hit home. I got you. I felt that. <laughs> um, but you're in a place where the COVID numbers are spiking like crazy. So I think we might need to do the show remote for another week. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I you'd... do know that today starting at five o'clock like any store you went into yet you, you have to wear a mask ah. it's the law <laughs> the law Old, so, uh, i don't even know who the yeah, governor is not 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 a great sign <laughs> so y'all are are y'all going like y'all are just pretty much beach and eat now right yeah pretty case, much there's no there's yeah. no point in going to a store no <laughs> no we, we went to walmart before we got here so we're kind of done with uh, the whole grocery store for now there you go. That's a, it's pretty crazy. I mean, especially like I mean, even here, like the severe county numbers are spiking. Yeah. Oh, there's what's weird. There's people next to us at the beach, and they're from Severe County. Oh wow! They yeah, they definitely got it. Definitely got it. <laughs> Sevco and uh, Florida. There's there's just no getting away from it. I don't think this is a violation of HIPAA, but Emily tested negative for it, so I probably don't have it. So that's good. Mm, that's good. Sorry if I violated. I mean, I didn't. I so she took the nose health. test. Yeah, she said it's terrible. Oh, I bet it looks like they touch your brain. They like, well, they like scrape it. They like scrape yeah. your brain. It's like when uh, Napoleon Dynamite's picking his nose um, in the movie. Yeah, exactly what like are you that. Doing? Digging, digging for your <laughs> or touching your brain. It's exactly Something like, like that. that. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I, I'm pretty. I was pretty nervous. I'll be honest. When she, she had to take it for a job because they have to go into nursing homes. Mm-hmm. And so when she said that she was having to do it, I was like, God, if she tests positive, I'm going to kill myself. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, were, I mean, I've coached soccer. Like, there's people I would have been – I would have exposed them it. to it. Yeah, I would have sucked. Um, so that's the good news. But, guys, we've got a great show. Again, I know it's remote, but we're making it work, and um, it happens. It, we, we do what we do. We've got – we're previewing Furman. Um, I know this isn't the most exciting one, but we're going game by game and, and doing a kind of in more in-depth preview um, of each team. And then we've, uh, we're going to talk about some team news, uh, for, for really the basketball team as, as speaking of COVID cases, um, but also some number updates. We got some football number updates, but we also got some basketball number updates yesterday. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And then uh, we're doing a Vols all-decade team. I don't know why we didn't do this earlier when I guess – I guess we just hit the point where we're so bored now. Yeah, because we, we did a show on Monday, so today, like, there isn't really – a lot hasn't happened in two days. No, it, it, what was funny, though, speaking of the show on Monday, is right before we got on the show, MLB was in the middle of that. We're coming back, we're not coming back, we're coming back, and now they're coming back? O- officially official? Is it officially <laughs> official until it actually happens, I guess? Apparently – which we'll talk more about it, but apparently the commissioner had the ability to just say we're playing the whole time. 
I guess. He is the final say. Why didn't you just use that like months ago? Bingo. Don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about that, though. And then we've got some segments for you all. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Landon's going to tell you all about uh, the people that make this show happen. Before he does that, make sure you go to volunteerroadshow.com and sign up for an account. You're going to be entered for some giveaways that we'll be doing later on as the season approaches, if the season approaches. Yeah, do that. Go check out our, our sponsors, Hound Dogs and Tennessee Tap House. Go get you some brews, get you some balls gear. Um, no better way to spend your Saturdays than, than both of those things. Absolutely not. Um, we got to go to Tennessee Tap House soon. We we haven't been because COVID started as soon as we uh, heard about it, as soon yeah. as we joined Volunteer Roadshow. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that. Um, uh, do I, I don't know about soon, but maybe <laughs> soon. Rel- in relative terms, soon. Right. Like yeah. as soon as we can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, I'm jumping on Twitter and YouTube, and Landon's got – are you on Facebook? Are you able to get on? Yep, I'm on Landon's Facebook. Landon's got Facebook. So if you've got any questions, drop those in the comments. We'll be happy to answer them, and we'll be happy to get to them. If we don't get to it immediately, hang on. Don't run away. Don't think we didn't see it. We'll uh, do our best to get to it. We've got a spot in the show dedicated to them, so just go ahead and drop them, and uh, we'll make sure we, we get to those questions at some point. Let's talk about Furman. The Paladon, Furman, Paladons, baby. am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, I think you are, Paladons. Sorry, pulled up something in front of your face. I can't see you now. Um, the Paladons, and uh, we ta- I think we talked about this last time uh, that we kind of mentioned Furman. The uh, the guy that always gets brought up for the, the Tennessee coaching job whenever it opens, um, George Quarles. The old ball coach. Um, 11 state titles at Maryville. And leading the leading the offense, um, and he's pretty much like the neck. He's probably pretty much a head coach. Like they should yeah. be just co head coaches. Right. He's a associate head coach, um, quarterbacks and offensive coordinator. He's pretty much a head coach. Pretty much, and I mean he was so Clay Hendricks, who is the head coach. Um, they were college Allegedly. roommate. I'm sorry, what? Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> they were uh, they were college roommates, right? Is that the story? I didn't. I didn't know that. I think That's, that was okay. So he That's was hired cool. from Air Force, I think, if I'm remembering this correctly. Mm. Um, he was an offense coordinator there, I think. And uh, I think when he got the job at Furman, I think George Quarles was his first call. I believe. Okay. If I, if I remember, well, that would that'd probably be my first call too. <laughs> especially if I was his roommate. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, the, dude, the dude's a winner. Um, I don't like. You should win. That's the bottom line. Bottom line. The the thing that's scary is that they took Georgia State all the way down to the wire. So that's what Uh, I was going to say. If you look at their season last year, they're not an unimpressive FCS team. No, they're not. It's a a good one. I think they finished number 16 in the final poll and were ranked in the top 10 like two times. Um, They end up going eight and five, but they, like I said, Georgia State, they played Virginia Tech um, and they were leading. They played Virginia Tech tight. Yeah, they're leading both those games at halftime. Okay, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious that – I mean, if you know anything about George Quarles, you know that offense is going to be solid. I mean, just know – Oh, yeah. If, and they're, they're, if you've been they're not going to make mistakes. Right. And, and then um, Clay Hendricks was a part of a, a coaching staff, too, at Air Force that was incredibly successful – for for Air Force, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, but, yeah, I, again, it's an FC – I'm not saying all this to say they should play Tennessee tight. I'm not saying that. Tennessee should right. go in there and take care of business. It shouldn't be a problem. This is – I do want to say, okay, so I 
I know we obviously picked Charlotte to win. I think we both picked Tennessee to beat Oklahoma, didn't we? Uh, last time we talked about Oklahoma. I know you did. I know I was kind of on the fence. So Tennessee's 2-0. and um, Furman could be 2-0 and going into this game, which, I mean, won't make it interesting. But is every every time we play – let me ask you this. How many cupcake opponents do you have to beat soundly before you're not going, well, it happened at Georgia State? A lot. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's going to be – like, it's – When's the last time, I guess, we lost a game like that? Like, Probably, I mean, Wyoming? Wyoming in 07? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. So, may, is it a decade? Does a decade <laughs> just erase it? I think it's a coach, though. It's the coach. Like if, okay, that, that would make sense. And, okay. obviously, it doesn't get – here's the funny thing. So, it gets brought up with Nick Saban. But it only gets brought up with Nick Saban to say good coaches can lose lose those games too, right? So it's yeah. funny. I don't know. It's it it's scary, but it's a game you should win. Right. You should get some backups in. It, it could be one of those red shirt games where you utilize the four games and play some of those freshmen. If you haven't uh, seen Harrison Bailey yet, you should see him this game. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, like. You, if he's not playing in the second half, there's a problem. And I kind of said this about Charlotte, too. If it's close at halftime, I think you see Harrison Bailey anyways because if it's close at halftime under Jarrett Garantano, I think you need to be figuring out something for the yeah, next you, week. you got you to do something else. So I think we should have already – Exactly. I think we should have already seen Harrison Bailey. And then let's say we haven't. I don't know. But you should definitely – it's an FCS opponent. Granted, mm-hmm. they've had some good seasons. But there's no reason you shouldn't go in there and take care of business. I mean, it's an – it's an FCS opponent. It's that right. simple. And um, it's a team that, you know, is as run heavy, kind of like Georgia State. They're a weird multiple kind of offense, but it's it's wing T type. Right. Um, but it, I was watching some of their highlights against Virginia Tech before the show, and they basically just like run a guy from the left, the left tackle or right tackle, mm-hmm. basically run the running back back to where he's in an I formation and run a run a play. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, I guess just trying to confuse pre-snap, I guess. Alignment. Yeah. Um or, or maybe they like have somebody following him so yeah. when he stops they keep going. I don't know. It, it just it's a game you should win. Your defense should dominate. They have I mean, like you said the the offense is going to be decent. Like they're going to be a, for an FCS team, mm-hmm. they're going to be one of the best in the country. They're not going to make a ton of mistakes, just like his Maribel teams didn't. Right. And just like his Maribel teams didn't, they didn't have a ton of athletes. No. Um, and just like compared to Tennessee's athletes, they don't have a ton of guys that should make a ton of plays. But they're gonna, they're not going to make mistakes, and they're going to make you outwork them. Right. So you got to, got to do it. If you don't win this game, Bob. I mean, Forty points. It's, it's an, yeah, it's an. <laughs> It's when we played Chattanooga last year. It's when we yep. played Chattanooga. Uh, all was disappointing, and you'd lost to Georgia State and BYU. It, you just needed to go win. And actually, this opponent is very, very similar to Chattanooga. They play in the Southern Conference. They actually finished one spot above Chattanooga last year in the Southern Conference. Um, so, I mean, it's it's a very, very comparable opponent. Um, also, I want to mention a uh, guy that's local to Knoxville. He was a first-team five-star preps. I think he was an All-State player. Ty Youngblood from Greenville High School. 
he'll be he'll be on the uh, on the Greenville roster. So yeah, he will. Uh, Baylor Hughes will be um, from Powell. He, he's another one that signed with them. Um, and I think a kid from Hardin Valley. I think a wide receiver from yes. Hardin Valley is also part of that class. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, and there are several other Tennessee guys. A lot from Nashville. I don't know what exactly that connection is, but there's a lot of them. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a game you should win. Game you should take care of. Like uh, this should be a warm up game for Florida. Um, this is our warm up. So we'll be talking about Florida next Wednesday. I think is that what we decided. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that whenever so, you want to, man. It, it's up to you. <laughs> so position preview on Sunday, um, okay. and then we'll preview uh, our next opponent for the 2020 season. That's Florida. Uh, we'll be talking about them. This should be a warm-up game. You should get comfortable. You should see a lot of guys you haven't probably seen yet. Charlotte should I be do, t- I do want to mention real quick just some of the guys that, that they have. They have uh, Darren Granger, who was a redshirt freshman last year, uh, put up 1,500 yards total offense. I think 1,100 of it was – uh, passing and about three or four hundred was was rushing, and then uh, Devin Wynn is actually their their big time back. He's he'll be a senior, rushed for eleven hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns last season, and uh, their defensive guys Adrian Hope has twenty one and a half sacks in oh. two seasons. Yeah, that's dangerous. In twenty three games, he has twenty one and a half sacks and twenty six point five uh, twenty six and a half tackles for loss. That's that's pretty solid. <laughs> So yeah. there's going to be guys that could pose at least a little bit of trouble that you have to account for. Yep. This is the game you should get a lot of experience in. Yeah. Hopefully bless up. Hopefully you just win. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with winning line. and then, and then you win. Um, then you win big. Right. And you talk about that experience. Uh, this game definitely is a, should be a win on your schedule, but you should also see a lot of guys. It's that red shirt rule was pretty much made for these games. Um, mm-hmm. You have these cupcake games. Use that. You should be comfortable, be winning comfortably, and then be able to get some guys in that can use those. They're not going to play more than four games, but they get some game experience, and they get to play in Neyland Stadium, which is cool. Yep, so, 100%. That's what we'll be looking out for. Um, moving on to some basketball team news. Uh, Tom, I can't say his name. You got it? <laughs> S-I-D. S. <laughs> yeah, Tom S. It's uh, Mr. S from – from uh, School of Rock. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, yeah. they uh They announced on Tuesday that uh, a second player had tested positive for COVID-19. I told you before we got on the show, somebody was spreading rumors over on the Facebook page. I know. Shocker. Uh, that they yeah. were in bad shape. I, there's no evidence of that. I, don't, I would not believe that, um, especially when you're talking about they're probably naughty. And like, did they did they see this person? Because that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're probably not even experiencing symptoms. Probably, I'm not saying it's not possible that they're experiencing symptoms and potentially in the hospital, but they're probably not. Probably. Uh, we haven't heard anything. Um, and then also, you have your two international uh, players returning Friday. Is that right? Monday, this weekend. Uh, I don't think they're in. Friday, um, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. Oh, they, oh, they came back spo- in. They were supposed to be on campus, yeah. Oh, okay, I thought it was this weekend they were supposed to come back in. Okay, okay. like this coming. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe it got pushed back. I, I don't know for sure when they were supposed to be on campus. Gotcha. I know that when the first one was announced, they were not on campus yet. Right, okay. So, internationals either are already just got back or, or are returning this weekend, one or the other. Um, mm-hmm. But with that, 
some new – well, and, and let's say this too. That's two players from the basketball team and still zero on the football team, and you haven't heard any uh, – the women's basketball team returned too. I don't know what the numbers were. I don't know how many returned to campus. Haven't heard any, that any players have tested positive from the women's side as well. Yeah, how nuts is that that the basketball team has twice as many players as the football team? Right. I mean, that's just wild to think about. I, I meant to look at it. I guess let's look at um, – I want. I'm curious to look and see where, as a whole, the basketball players are from because we know the football players are mostly going to be from rural areas. They're not from – these big urban yeah whereas first off you have two international players one from south america where we talked about covid is pretty bad and then one from europe where covid is pretty bad so um i mean there's a chance probably a higher chance that they they could come into contact with someone who had it or they could themselves have it um and and, but football i mean I, i don't know it just seems so let's so charleston south carolina that's a pretty high area buffalo new york pretty high area uh i don't know about charlotte austin texas i think is pretty uh pretty high um i don't know how see anywhere anywhere else in here that stands out to me i think that's pretty much it that's besides the two that i mentioned were um who went back home you you said they did they did go yeah. back to their okay um because as far as i know eves did did not go back to france right i don't i don't think so. i mean he was on campus in like April because they released that video right. of him playing uh, Careless Whisper. <laughs> right. And yeah. then probably training for the NBA right now, too. So he's probably not even back on camp. He's probably not on campus participating in um, basketball activities. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like you said, it definitely is weird that two players have tested positive. But it also means they probably didn't get it on campus. They probably had it prior to returning to campus. Right. Yeah. So Yeah, that's that's a good thing. Um but like you said, that they're probably not like experiencing any symptoms whatsoever, just because the you know, I guess most of them are in good health. I don't think and, I've heard any of them being high risk. Right, and and then when you're talking about just the age groups, most people in that age group and our age group are not going to show symptoms. So, right, it is what it is. Hopefully, they make a full. If they are, you know, sick, they make a full recovery. Um, obviously, don't wish ill on anybody, and uh, then hopefully they're not they're not spreading it either. Is obviously the goal too. Um, you, you would prefer not. And a lot of people are starting to, I guess, talk about college athletics as a whole. Um, that the number of positives mm-hmm. are um, making it, you know, less likely for sports to return. I'm sure that's true to you know to an extent, but if they didn't expect there to be positives then college football, college athletics was not going to happen in the fall. You had to know they were going to be positive. Oh, yeah. And you had to assume right, that it, it, most would. Yeah, it, it was – the plan was to, you know, keep them isolated where they're not able to spread it um, and and just, you know, hope for the best pretty much. But they, they couldn't go they, – they couldn't just like – say we're not having sports just because a player might get it. Right. Yeah. I, it was like you said, it's about limiting the spread. So yeah, the numbers are obviously not good per se, but they had to expect this. If they didn't, then they're dumb. I mean, whoever's in charge, mm-hmm. I guess we knew they were dumb, but it also wasn't going to happen in the first place. Like they're not going to draw the line well, at one person. 
Well, you, you did mention Austin, Texas being one of the – where one of the players is from. Um, I'm wondering, like, because Texas, University of Texas had 28 players. Mm-hmm. So is there something in Austin, Texas that's <laughs> – Well, I mean, I'm not trying to point out who it is because I have no clue. But I'm saying, like, is that – if that's a thing, is Austin, Texas just overloaded with COVID right um, now? I don't know if I'd say I think. See, I don't know for sure. I can. I guess we can look it up real quick. I think Austin is. I think their numbers have been pretty high uh, compared to mo- the rest of the country. I mean, not insanely high, not like L.A. or New York or anywhere like that. Um, but I think their numbers have been compared to not. Let's compare them to Knoxville. I think they've been pretty high. Yeah. So you mentioned Austin. I'm not. Austin's numbers are. I think. Um, and I think Texas as a whole is is pretty high. Uh, but like the Clemson one is the most confusing to me. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird too. Like, or I mean, those guys, I would be curious to see where they're you know because they're able to pretty much track it and assume where you get them from. I think now, like they do their due diligence and going back and trying to figure out you know wh- where you got it from, who you could have spread it to, yada yada. So, yeah, the Clemson – because Clemson had, like, 20 – or, no, I think Clemson had 13, maybe. I think LSU had 23. No, I think Clemson was the 23 one. Okay, then LSU is probably the 13, which they were – I told you – Yeah, 13. I told you last show that um, uh, they were able to determine two of LSU's players got it at a Baton Rouge nightclub. Yeah, the the Bayou's just swarming with COVID. Yeah, I thought the I didn't think the I didn't think COVID could survive in the Bayou. I thought only Cajun people could survive in the Bayou. I didn't think COVID had a chance. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. I thought if you were able to swim in like swamp water, you you were immune. Yeah, exactly. No, I I thought that was the assumption. Yeah, if you swim in if you swim in uh, Fort Loudon, Tennessee River, you you can't get COVID. It's impossible. Yeah, <laughs> you're immune. Or if you uh. Use a truck off in the uh, cool beans, probably need. Right, uh, I can't find the numbers right now for Austin. It said they this number. I, I, I was just, you know, that that's just a weird number. Um, then we had a player from Austin, so I just thought that. No, was... I mean it's certainly possible. I mean, you you also we've pointed out that you know some of these players. I mean, it's possible they never the ones that tested positive in in Texas at the University of Texas potentially never left Austin because there were a number of players that were in Knoxville the entire time that didn't go back right. home. Um, right. So it's not necessarily they went home. It's possible. It's possible the basketball player that tested positive never left Knoxville. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who all stayed on campus, but it's possible. Yeah. hundred percent. I can't find, I did see 10 days ago that I didn't see a number, but it said their highest spike. And since, um, since COVID it started. So, yeah. So that was 10 days ago. Um, I can't find the exact number. I'm not going to spend my time searching too hard for that. Um, yeah, maybe maybe I'll prepare some prepare. I'll I'll go full Clay Travis on you and have some COVID numbers for you next episode. <laughs> okay, yeah, just just give me all the updates. That's all I want. He's gonna he's gonna have a mental breakdown overall overall this and NASCAR. He is going to lose his mind. Like we talk about Tim Tebow. Like every time he talks, he yells. Clay Travis. Every time he talks now, he's yelling. Oh yeah. And uh, who's his who's his guy at Fox with him? Fox Sports with him. God, what's his name? He's been tweeting about the NASCAR thing too. What is his name? Whitlock, Jason Whitlock. Is that it? I don't know who that is. I think it's Jason Whitlock. I, they are both gonna. They're both going to have a mental health crisis. 
going just yelling at like you yeah, said. Yeah, they're gonna yelling at yeah. <laughs> bust some blood vessels in their head if they don't chill. Uh, I love it. I don't. Uh, it, it, <laughs> I don't love it, but it, it is it is entertaining for sure. Yeah, it's like this. It's very serious, but man, like chill. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's just like the entire time they're screaming like the media is lying to you. The media is lying to you. I'm just like, yeah, and they're like, there's nothing you can do about it. Even if they are, there's nothing you can yeah. do about it. I don't so know why just... you're, why are you yelling at me about it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go back Not on the media. Was it him or Portnoy that said boobs on CNN? Go back on he CNN did. and yell boobs. I don't... <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> right. But again, he's yelling, but at least it was boobs. Like that's <laughs> way more appealing than COVID. <laughs> Oh gosh. So basketball numbers, anyways. Um physical numbers. The they were given out to freshmen and then you even had one change or newcomers and you even had one change with uh Urosh going from what number was he before? Thirty four. He's thirty four. Wow, just one down, huh? Um yeah. he's 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 losing in other parts of his game to gain in other parts of his game. Losing a Losing a numeral. Yeah. So number thirty three now, Urosh, and then uh, Jaden Springer is going to wear number eleven. Uh, Corey Walker is going to wear fifteen. Keon Johnson is going to wear forty five, and EJ Anasicki, number fifty five. Fifty five. I love it. The old uh, Nikki number. Yeah, friend of the show. I, I think he even said that on the show, didn't he? Didn't he say he was going to? Yeah, wear I 55? think he said he, he was going to wear number fifty five. Okay, so we knew that. Um, no big deal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So while we're looking at the newcomers, I want to well, you know, obviously Urosh isn't. We've we've said this before, but I want to ask you again, see if it's. Um, I don't honestly remember it, but might as well talk about it again. Who's your favorite newcomer? Who are you expecting the most out of? I'm real like, Jaden Springer is probably most people's. Mine's Keon Johnson, just because. Mm-hmm. Tennessee guy, I think when Tennessee guys put on the uniform in any sport, I think it just means more. Um, and, and he's a guy from Bell Buckle, Tennessee. And, you know, I, I just I, I just like his game. I think he dominated um, – he, he dominated that USA uh, camp. Um, he was one of the best players there. So, I, I'm just really excited. Kid can shoot. Um, kid can dribble. Kid can get to the rim. I, I'm just really excited for Keon Johnson. And uh, – this whole class as a whole, mm. um, but I think Keon Johnson is one that I, I'm looking forward to most. Yeah, I think the uh, the impact those two freshmen are going to have are going to be drastic. Because Tennessee's never had like they've had one freshman come in, mm. but they haven't had two freshmen really come in with this high of expectations. And you know that that's going to be like is our team going to be good or are we going to be bad? And, you know, it's based off the, like those two guys have to come in and produce for us to be a really good basketball team. Yeah. And I think what you mentioned, they, you don't have two freshmen that could be so impactful. Typically, these are two freshmen that could potentially be one and duns. Yeah. I don't, I mean, when's Tennessee ever had two one and duns? Really? Have they ever? I doubt, I doubt it. Doubt it. And then even Tennessee's rarely had one and duns. I mean, you look at the last one, I believe was Tobias Harris, right? Mm-hmm. He might not. He may not be a one and done if Bruce Pearl doesn't get his show clause. He may be a guy that stays around. Yeah, I mean, he obviously he got drafted. He had the ability to be a one and done, but I don't think it was a final decision until Bruce Pearl left. Right. Yeah. He was fired. I mean, yeah. He probably. <laughs> yeah. He probably stays around. Because um, that would have been. 
never mind. It w- that was the next year would have been the year we went like to the NIT, right? Yeah, I think we went to the NIT two years in a row. Before. And then, and then it was the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. And, okay. So did Jarno? So Jarnell Stokes came in Conzo's first year. I mean, you're potentially talking about a team with. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so you're potentially talking about a team with Tobias Harris and Jarnell Stokes on the same team. Because Jarnell Stokes said he was coming to Tennessee. I mean, Bruce Pearl pretty much got him there. I mean, Conzo obviously had to do the last little bit of convincing once cause once he was on campus. But uh, And then the reason Jarnell Stokes, if I remember correctly, the reason he was an early enrollee is because he couldn't play his final year of high school basketball because he transferred. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was probably going to enroll at Tennessee early regardless, which I guess Tobias leaving probably opened up that scholarship spot. So he probably isn't an early enrollee. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to go back and, and do some research. Right. on. on... Yeah, that, I mean, it, that would have been fun. Jarno Stokes and Tobias Harris on the same team. Um, that's – we're not going to the NIT, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. You're right. Uh, you're absolutely right. So my favorite, I I don't know. I shouldn't say my favorite because I like the two wings. I like I like bringing in Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson. I think they're going to be. I mean, look at what. Um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking right now? Uh, Viscovi did, and he wasn't just a super dynamic guy. Imagine what those guys are going to do on the wing. Oh yeah, I mean he was. It was just Euroball. I yeah. mean, luckily he was. He was good enough to produce the way he did because we right. would have been in trouble <laughs> yes. um but i'm excited to see ej anasicki i am he's got a ton of experience yeah. big body we needed that last season you just couldn't find it um as much as fulgerson and uh even um uh, uh pawns did to protect the rim as much as they did to protect the rim they still just did not lack the ability to really go in there and move bodies around and rebound and that's something ej yeah. anasicki can do he can not, I mean, he's he can protect the rim, but he can also be a body in the paint at the rim, and that's what we missed. And I think that can take this team to another level too, if that's what he is, and that's what I expect to see out of EJ Anasicki. Yeah, he's he's a bull, and like you said, that's what we were missing because um, we we'd had that with Grant and Admiral for years, mm-hmm. um, and then when they were gone, it was just a void on that on that team. You saw it last year. So yeah, I I'm excited for him as well. I think he's the probably the most needed. Right. Um I, I think we need better guards, but at least we have some guards. Um we need we needed a post player. Right. I'm excited for you, Janisicki. I hope he is that guy. I really hope so. I think yep. it's gonna help this team a lot. You got anything else for basketball? Any other basketball news? You know, I'm 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 excited for basketball season I'm probably as much not as much as I am football season but like winning wise like I, I feel like we have a lot better chance to I I think we'll be a better basketball team than we will a football team so you're more so obviously football you're excited not just for the team but you're excited because of the tailgating just the Saturdays yeah. of football so what season are you more excited for basketball or football like just talking about the teams I'm more excited probably about basketball, but I'm more I'm more prepared. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared for football season ever. <laughs> um, that heartbreak. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm I'm anxious. I'm more anxious for football season because right. I just like there's a lot of question marks. 
Um, but basketball, I feel like we have the talent. We have the talent coming back. Um, and we didn't really lose Bowden, but you add two five-star guards that I feel like could produce just as much as Bowden did. Right. Yeah, I know. I think they probably should produce as much as – Especially if Pons comes back. If Pons comes back, I, I'll that's going to be a damn good basketball team. Oh, yeah. And you talked about producing as much as Bowden did. That's really not – that's probably low expectation. Nothing against Bowden. It just was Defensively. Not, okay, defensively, yeah. Um, yeah. But it just was not his year. His his no, senior it year, and it's it's unfortunate. I mean, he was a he was a important role on his junior year, a very important role. It was unfortunate that he could just not he couldn't find a shot his senior year. Yeah, he, he just like the whole like be the guy just like isn't his forte. No. Um, and you know he excels when you have guys that are able to take those those tough shots. Um, but he just for whatever reason just could not be the guy this right. this season. And maybe if it was different circumstances, maybe if Lamonte is a lot better, maybe he elevates his game. Um, but it just, like you said, wasn't his year. Right. Right. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yep. Let's talk some Vol football. I know there's nothing going on, but we're going to flash it back a little bit to this entire decade. We're doing our we're doing a lot of flashbacks. I know. Well, that's all you can do right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess so. We're doing uh, the the channel TN. It's just yeah. you know highlights of, of previous years. Exactly. Um, we're doing an all decade team this uh, tonight. We're going to just do the offense. I didn't tell you, and it shouldn't be a hard one, but let's throw in place kicker there too. Let's do a little special teams. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think it should be hard. I, I think we we no. know who it's going to be. Um, but. We'll throw in place kicker. We're going to do offense. That's uh, We're going to go through one quarterback, um, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, an entire offensive line, and then a place kicker. Um, quarterback, let's start there. And I think this one's kind of interesting. I think I know who you're going to pick, but I was like, maybe he'll go hot take. But not even really a hot take. A lukewarm take and throw, throw somebody else in there. I'm going to go Tyler Bray. Are you? I so am. That was the interesting I'm gonna one. I'm going to go Tyler that, Bray. That was the interesting one, I thought. I, was, I mean – I don't fault you at all. I just, um, but when you just look at his sheer production alone, it's pretty, I mean, it's very impressive. If he's mm-hmm. on a better defense, I think you assume that those teams are a lot better. Yeah. And I look at the, the offensive line. If I'm picking who has the better offensive line, I think Tyler Bray is, he's got to be the guy. If he has a good offensive line, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Bray's Bray offensive is, line was really good. Right. Oh, okay. and I most of these, yeah, most of the most of the guys like he played with are on my offensive line. Oh yeah, um, yeah, okay, yeah. And then receivers as well. So I just thought it made sense. I wanted to pick Josh Dobbs, but I think just as a quarterback, I just it's got to be Tyler Bray. So I, I kind of went opposite. I, I went Josh Dobbs. I went. Okay. Uh, you look at his production both in the run game and pass game. Um, what he was able to do to create plays out of thin air um, it is incredible. Um, and he did have a lot of talent, similar to Tyler Bray, uh, but he he did not have the talent at uh, at offensive line. He did not have a ton of protection, no. and, and he created. He was a winner where Tyler Bray was not a winner. I thought Tyler Bray could go and produce, no doubt in my mind, but he was not a winner. He was, he couldn't just flat out win. Josh Dobbs flat out won. Um, you mm-hmm. look at some of the games over his career uh, that he, I mean, were losses. Uh, South Carolina in 14 um, is the first one that pops into my head um, that he pulled that one out of thin air. Georgia in 15, 
Georgia in 16. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, the dude was just a winner. And, and his stats back it up, too. He had some all-SEC honors. Um, again, I don't think there's a right or wrong when you're talking Tyler Bray or Josh Dobbs, but uh, it's definitely interesting. Yeah, I went Josh Dobbs. Yeah, was, and, I'm fine. ambassador I'm, for Tennessee – if you go like on and off the field, it probably is Josh Dobbs because I feel <laughs> right. like he, he he still does a lot for for Tennessee. He um, wasn't throwing uh, Jack Daniels bottles off balconies, so <laughs> no, he's not doing that. Um, but uh, Jim Cheney offense, I, I want the gunslinger. So I, yeah, I, I figured you'd go with Josh Dobbs, so that's kind of why I went away from that. I also um, just want him to unblock me on Twitter, so I'm trying to get his good graces. Yeah, <laughs> see, I'm still blocked, so I I, I, I had to go with Tyler Bray. <laughs> Um, I, I, we need to get him on because I want to apologize. Here's the thing. Yeah. I didn't say anything bad, but I want to apologize. Uh, running backs. Yeah. I, I went with recent guys. I just feel like we are, our, our running backs have been insane the last, I mean, definitely in this decade, but you look at the last like five years, right. you know, our running backs were solid. So people are, I'm going to go Alvin Kamara, uh, number one. So people are, I'll go with my number one and people are going to hate me for it. I think I don't, I don't know where people stand on this guy anymore. Jalen hurt. And yeah. as much as he is, his attitude is terrible. Um, for most of the time he's on campus. I think a lot of people will credit some of that to Butch Jones. Um, but the dude would have been one of the best running backs in Tennessee history. Had he stayed his junior season. Yeah. And, there's a lot of great running backs in Tennessee history. Like he's got, yeah, I feel like he's got. I mean, he would he would easily he would have crushed the the rushing record at Tennessee. Yeah. So I went. To yeah, I, I didn't go Jalen Hurd just because he didn't finish at Tennessee. All right, John Adams. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, that's 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 tough. Hold, hold on, do you know he said uh, that Jalen Hurd couldn't be a VFL? And he went and listed all these um, requirements to be in a VFL. And, like, some of them were, like, character and, you know, what you did after. And then one of the requirements was you had to finish your time at Tennessee. But but uh, who's the dude that has, like, ten kids and a bunch of cocaine charges? Travis Henry. Travis Henry. He's like, Travis Henry's like, fall for off. <laughs> it's like, what? Character? Yeah, I know. The first one was character. I know that's what my point was. And then also, could you not make the argument that leaving after your junior year is leaving early? Like to John Adams. I know what you're saying. I'm just yeah being the devil's advocate. Well, I didn't do a Jalen Hurd through the years. Um so <laughs> at least I didn't do that yet. <laughs> um but I, I went I went Alvin Kamara and I went John Kelly. Um I feel like John Kelly, he could have been a Heisman candidate, but behind a, a better yeah, offensive yeah. line, that offensive line was and just terrible. On a better team in general. He played it. Yeah. He put up some production. I mean, production. he was everything we had on offense. Yeah, he put up some production on a awful team. All I mean, yeah. the worst team in Tennessee history. Yeah, it was trash. <laughs> Absolute trash. And uh, basically, like, we should have beat Florida. Yeah. Because of, and it was all because of him. Yeah. You're right. I went Alvin Kamara as my second one, um, which is – it makes me sick how uh, a lot of the guys that I picked were on that 2016 team that won the Music City Bowl. Woo! Oh, man. After that Georgia game, dude, we were going to win the Natty. I was convinced we were in of it. it. I was convinced of it. I mean, we went to like – what games did we not go to? 
the only, we, I, I, didn't, I went to every home game that year. Yeah. The and only we went game to I, Battle of Bristol. Went to Battle of Bristol. I went to A&M. I feel like I went, we went to, to another. We went to game. the Music City Bowl, too. I was supposed to go to Georgia. That's what, and I didn't go mm-hmm. last minute. Yeah. God, that's Originally, funny. I was like, so glad I didn't spend money on that. <laughs> like, I'm leaving the room. Like, I'm leaving the house. Like, F this team. F this. I knew I shouldn't have gone. <laughs> and then, they, yeah, I know. They got me. Josh Dobbs got I, me. I don't know what it was. I just, like, knew I had to just keep watching that game. Oh, I watched the last play. Like, I left so angry and then walked back in and was like, I have to finish the game. Like, I have to. Yeah. I, can't. I mean, there, there's <laughs> something in – Tennessee fans that they just know like it's never over until like they're off the field over. I stayed for the entirety of the Georgia State game. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> let's not bring that up. The Jesus only game Christ. I can remember leaving early in recent history was 2014 South Carolina and then the which we won and then the which that was ex- extreme circumstances and then the homecoming game a couple years ago where we were just not in good health. <laughs> And then it was the most boring game ever. Who was that against? Western Carolina? We I sat with you um, the whole game and we left early. Was it it wasn't the UMass game? No, no, no. It was a homecoming game. Was it Indiana State? Homecoming. It was I can't remember. Oh, it was later on in the year. It was eighteen it was seventeen or eighteen. I think it was eighteen. It was eighteen. I don't remember. I don't either. But it was it was a homecoming game, and it was we were not in good health. <laughs> we had been tailgating all day, and I think we'd eaten some chili, and it, it was it was a rough one. <laughs> chili got us, man. I think we went to Cool Beans after though, so we didn't. It's not like we went home, which was yeah, it is what it is. Um, my first wide receiver is the obvious pick. It's not just what he did at receiver; it's what he did. Was it Charlotte? Teammate. Charlotte. That was it. It was 14 to 3 was the final. Yeah, it was a terrible game. Um my first wide receiver is an obvious one. The dog, man. I gotta go with Jawan Jennings. That's an easy pick, I feel like. Yeah, I went with Jawan Jennings too. Um He's a, like you like you mentioned with Josh Dobbs, he's a winner. Dude is an absolute gamer. Um and will give you a hundred percent effort a hundred percent of the time. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Uh my second one, kind of a hot take. We all remember that one year that he was great. And the year before, he was pretty good, too. Derek Rogers, man. What could have been had he just stayed off the weed? You're going like an all-convict team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if my guys haven't been arrested at least once, don't even bring them on campus. Exactly, yeah. You got to get those uh, Jansen Jackson and <laughs> all those guys. Um, my next one, I have, I have Tyler Bray's receivers. I have Cordero Patterson and Justin Hunter. I, I mean – Hard to disagree. I with. wanted to put Josh Malone. I really did. I did too. Um, he's my he's my last one out. Yeah, he, he would First, be my fourth as well. Yeah, he, he's my fourth. Uh, my my third is is a is a guy similar to Cordell Patterson in terms of uh, he didn't just produce at wide receiver, but also as a returner. That's Marquez Callaway, man. Hey. Cannot doubt him. Cannot doubt him. So who who is your three? Jawan, Dariq, and Marquez. A lot of speed. Oh, so you didn't have Justin Hunter or Patterson. No, I love oh, I love Cordell Patterson. That is a Here's that what, is the hottest of hot takes. That's not a hot. That's not that hot of a take. To I, not have either all three of those or both of those guys. I think Jawan Jennings, Marquez, Marquez Callaway. I mean, so Justin Hunter, his entire senior year is pretty much injured. 
Yeah. As he tore his ACL. Right? Well, he left early, didn't he? 2012, his junior year. 2012, his last year. Oh, okay. He tore his ACL against Florida, right? Or was that mm-hmm. his junior year, his sophomore year? Maybe it was his sophomore year. I don't know. But Dariq Rogers, though, Dariq Rogers had over 1,000 yards his last year on campus. Was he our last 1,000-yard receiver? Yeah, I think so. No, maybe. Here's a hot take, and the only reason I probably left him, Denarius Moore had 1,000 yards, too, I think, in 2009. Uh, he had 900 or, and something. 2010. 2010. He had 900. Yeah. So, Jawan Malone and Denarius Moore all had, like, 900 yards. Okay. 900 Mar- and something. I think Marquez Callaway has the most receiving yards of, of career. In the decade, I think. Oh wow! I think I think that's right. That's insane. I didn't know that. I mean, because he stayed all four years. Because I I thought Jawan Jawan would have to be up there too, right? I'm trying to remember. Maybe maybe it was out. Maybe it was between all those guys. Because I was trying to decide: Justin Hunter, Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson only had like seven or eight hundred. He did not have a lot. He had a ton of all-purpose yards though. Yeah, he had a ton yeah, of all-purpose he was a, yards. He was a freak. But he didn't have a ton of receiving yards. I mean, he's definitely going to be my my uh, punt returner. Oh, yeah. Also, Dariq Rogers, this isn't at Tennessee. Uh, he had a top 10 play as um, a returner for Tennessee Tech the next year against Oregon. Yeah, the, the Eagles, baby. Are they the Flying Eagles? Golden Eagles, I think. Golden Eagles, that's right. Eagles. That's right. Um, yeah, dude, Dariq Rogers was a freak. He was a dick, but he was a freak. I'm wearing number 21, too. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, tight end. Who do you got at tight end? I got Michael Rivera. Nah, I do, too. Going with Braves guy. It was between him and uh, Ethan Wolf for me. Because I, I think he passed Jason Witten in all-time career yards as a tight end. Wow. I didn't know that. That's pretty impressive. I didn't realize he had that many yards. Or maybe, maybe, it, was, maybe it was had the most since Jason Witten. Gotcha. That that would make a ton of sense. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe that, maybe I read that. I mean, there's still what who was who was between him and Jason Witten, Stalker. Who else? I'm trying. I don't to remember. even know. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It's tough to remember. Then we, tight ends. then we haven't used a tight end since. I mean, Ethan Wolf was right. barely a tight end. He's pretty much an H back. Yeah. I hate, He'd I probably be Butch the Jones. next one on my list. I hate Butch Jones. Yeah, no, he's definitely. I mean, he's got to be. Which he had. Yeah. 16, he was he produced quite a bit. I think he had like 500 yards, close to right. 500 yards. Um, and then at uh, offensive tackles, who are your offensive tackles? So I have um, Juwan James and uh, Tiny Richardson. Okay. So I went – I put Trey Smith at offensive tackle. Um, okay. Because I threw some guards in there, like you mentioned, from that uh, that last uh, Cheney offensive line. So I've got Trey Smith and Juwan James. Okay. And then uh, guards, who you got? Uh, I've got Zach Fulton and uh, Dallas Thomas. Dude, I was looking See, at I have Zach. Go ahead. I was looking at their accolades. Both of those guys had some impre- – I did not remember had some impressive accolades that I did not remember. All SEC and- several times. I think Zach Fulton was all SEC two years in a row. Dallas Thomas was, I think, his senior year. And Zach Fulton's still making a ton of money yeah. for the Texans and – he went undrafted. I think Dallas Thomas went in the third round. But, um, yeah, both th- – those two guys are my um, – actually, I have – actually have Dallas Thomas playing center just because okay. if you play guard, you can play center. I probably should have done um, that to keep uh, 
keep Tiny Richardson in it, but yeah, it's whatever. So I I have um, Dallas Thomas, Trey Smith, and then Zach Bolton. Okay, and then I went James Stone at center. I went with a true center. Gotcha. Because I I mean James Stone would probably be the only one. Coleman Thomas, it wouldn't be him. James Stone by a long shot for me. Yeah, by I was thinking shot. Brandon Kennedy could probably throw his name in there. <laughs> uh, Brandon Kennedy has been injured for half his time at Tennessee, and I was thinking he might be the all-decade center at Tennessee because mm-hmm. <laughs> we had an effing walk-on from uh, Volunteer High School as our—I don't know where Coleman Thomas is from, but <laughs> <laughs> somewhere like that. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm just like God bless, dude. Our offensive line was so depleted there for a while. It's depressing. Yeah, it was bad. It's depressing. I mean, I guess it's good that we had a good offensive line for some amount of time, but who's your place kicker? Just to be sure. I got to make you say it. C-Mag. C-Mag to the stars. And he's going to play in the next decade, so he can be the next all-decade kicker. Yeah, I was wondering how you were wanting to do that. I was like, some of these guys, like, they graduated in 2010. Right, right. I don't think anybody um, on my list graduated. So, James Stone was, like, he started in 2008, and I think he went to 2011. Yeah, I think he played two Um, years in this decade. Yeah. Um, also people, so people argue, I don't know how you do your decades while we're talking about it, I guess. Do, would you do 2010 to 2019 or 2011 to 2020? What's your decade? What What is a decade to you? Hmm. Have you even thought about this? <laughs> I was kind of going 10 to 20. <laughs> I mean, honestly. So I guess through 2019. Okay. Yeah. Through the end of 2019. So, right. like, the 2020 season, for me, will start a new decade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So, we're on the same yeah. page. A lot of people argue, and I I, guess, I don't I don't even know. I, I feel like Tom's so weird, but whatever. I'm glad we're on the same page there, then. <laughs> yep. Baseball's um, back. Baseball's back. I love it. I'm just kind of – I mean, it's about freaking time. Of, yeah, I'm sick of hearing everybody just whine about it, honestly. Yep. That's the bottom line. Um. So, spring training – is going to start July 1st. Here's my question. Should we just back up everything like six months and just start like it's March? Start it fresh? Yeah, just act like it's March. And Those TV I, deals, man, that they wouldn't they wouldn't agree to it. I feel like we could decide as a society that it is March 12th and just start over right now. Couldn't we? We could. I, I say do it. Just decide so everything. It. Everything like you, no football season, no nothing. Well, football season in eight months, yeah. Why not? Okay, I don't hate it. I need sports. I need sports though. I'm going nuts. You're gonna get sports though. You're gonna get you're gonna get baseball, basketball because it's March. Everything's gonna start back up. Yeah, in March. What about now? No, 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 no. That's that's really almost that's like a full calendar year of no sports. We're gonna start July first, like it's March first. And everything's going to just act like it's March 1st, 2020. We're changing time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not you're not moving everything back to 2021. Okay. No, we get everything back immediately. But full so that's a big the big complaint is it's not going to be a full baseball season. And which I'm annoyed by the argument because they're like baseball's a marathon. It's about who can survive the longest. I'm like you can't play one season differently. One. Yeah, and it's it's not like it, they play ten games. They're doing yeah, it's 60. sixty games. Like that's still a lot of games. And it could, I think it could be fun to like find out. Here's my thing. I feel like the teams, 
a lesser team isn't going to win it because of a less games. Right. It's still going to be the teams with the higher payroll and the better bullpen and all that crap. It's not going to – a bad team isn't going to win it. So I don't understand yeah. the argument. Yeah, it's going to be a different team. But it's not going to be a bad team. Yeah, would would you rather just not have it? That that's that, that goes back to like everything. People that are just like, ah, if I'm not in the stands, I don't I don't want to watch it. Right. Okay, well, that's stupid. But right. And, and then um, so let let me read some of the the baseball things. Um, so they report back, like you said, the spring training July first. I don't think it actually starts till July third. Um, opening day will be the twenty third or twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. And then they'll do 60 games in 66 days. So that'll go through September 27th. How do you like the universal DH? I love it. Yeah, I think that should have been – they should have done that long ago. Right. No one – like any time a pitcher's up, it's just like, good God. It's what's the out. point? Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, so they'll do the 10-team playoffs like they've already done. And players will be tested every other day. Wow. Um. And then they'll get full prorated salary, which would be 37%, which is the percentage of games they'll actually play. I don't understand the argument about that. You're getting paid for what you play, for what you do. Yeah. What's the argument? Well, it's there was a, a difference in, like, if there was a high-risk player and he wasn't able to play, like, what he would get. Yeah, I think that's – So, if you're a high-risk player, you can – opt out not to play and still get 37% of your salary. That's fair. If you're yeah. high if if you're high risk, I think. Now the guys that opt out just because they don't want to cuz they're risking their lives like Andrew right. Ray, um yeah, they should get 37%. Yep. Give them unemployment. What's that? 600 a week? Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> a little stimulus money. Right. Um and then like you said the National League will use a a DH Extra innings, they'll start with a guy on second. So that's going to be What's weird. the point? Like, I, don't, I guess they're just trying to, like, yeah, hurry the games that's, up. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. I guess that's baseball's version of penalty kicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they'll have 60 guys invited to spring training or spring training. Um, back, I'm saying back it up. No confusion. Back it up. <laughs> <laughs> back it up, sir. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, just gonna be, it's gonna be weird, but dude, I'm I'm just excited to have something. To I'm gonna watch. watch baseball. That's the thing, though. Baseball should have come back earlier. I'm going to watch it now. I wasn't going. I, want, I, I wouldn't have. Right. I went to breakfast this morning, and me and my dad were watching the Korean baseball. Oh wow, they today. were still on. Yeah, it was like it was like eight o'clock. But yeah. Oh okay. That yeah, no, eight in the morning though. Here, right? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So what time is that there? I don't know how far ahead they are. Oh, I've. No, no clue. clue. Hmm. It feels like that would be. I feel like that would be a late game, is it? Wouldn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it was dark there. I don't know. I'll look that up later. Um, what do you think about the Nashville thing with the like a minor league? That'd be cool. I, I would. It's forty games or forty players. It's just two teams. How weird is that? Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah, I feel like I don't know how you do it, but essentially, they're, what they're using it as is like a farm system for the league. So they're going to keep players fresh and then if a, if they need a player, they'll pull them from the Nashville league. But while they're doing that, these two teams, these 40 players will just play every day 
or not every day. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. So they'll they'll have sixty players, and then they'll kind of get it down to I think thirty, and then at one point it's like twenty eight. So well, that, they that's like at the that's at the MLB. This is separate okay, so from the MLB. Different. Yeah. This is oh, separate. Okay. This is just. Hmm organized by i guess the sounds i don't know or the minor leagues i don't know who's organizing it but gotcha. they're going to invite 40 players and divide them up into two teams and play games and apparently if i'm if i re- read this correctly they'll the team the MLB teams will essentially use it if players get injured or players get a player can't play they'll pull someone from that that's how i understand it Could you that'd imagine just the two teams playing every day, though? That's going to be terrible. Yeah, every day that would be so boring. I feel like it would be more fun to just draft new player, new teams each day <laughs> or draw them out of the hat. I feel like you could do that in baseball. I feel like at that point you just get so tired. Like, there'd be a lot of, like, fights. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, just tired of seeing the same people. Like, like, cause that's, rivalries happen because you play this, like, you played that team multiple times. Right. Um. I can't imagine playing them every single day. That'd be fun. Yeah, maybe they'll end up like uh, the Ice Bears. They'll just have like people go to the games just to see fights. Are the uh, the Astros players still in danger? Or has everybody forgotten about it? Is this no? All... I, haven't, I haven't forgot. I hope they get drilled. <laughs> Is this uh, all? A, was this all a conspiracy theory to try to get the Astros out of getting hit at the plate? I did see where they like have eleven to one odds to win the World Series. Are we calling it the World Series? Yeah. <laughs> if the Yankees win? The COVID series. <laughs> it's only the World Series if the, if the Yankees win. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I got something for you. Do you want to do some trivia? I wrote some trivia. They're kind of yeah. easy. Okay. I knew we'd have like a, you know, a, a little bit less content today. And um, I've been watching a lot of uh, Jeopardy. And then okay. Barstool does a trivia that I've been watching. That's kind of been fun. So I got some inspiration. So I wrote you three trivia questions, and I'm going to try to write you three once a week. Probably not each show, but once a week. And uh, they'll be SEC or Tennessee. Um, not necessarily they, – they may involve football or basketball, but they may just be random. They may be ge- geography questions. I don't know. We'll see. History questions. We'll see. Um, so I've got three for you. First one's football. Five quarterbacks occupy the top ten most passing yards in a season. Can you name all five? So there's ten spots, and only five of occupy those spots. Can you name those five? Oh, my gosh. Name five in the top ten? So of the top ten, there's only five people that hold those spots because they have multiple. It's season. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's per season. Only five so quarterbacks. Drew Brees. No, 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 no. Tennessee. Tennessee quarterbacks. Oh, Tennessee. Tennessee. This is a Tennessee question. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Heath Schuler. Mm-mm. Casey Clawson. Casey Clawson's one. Is T. Martin one? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. Is is Tyler Bray one? Tyler Bray's one. Eric Ainge? Eric Ainge is one. One more. Is it Dobbs? Josh Dobbs, yep. I think he has two seasons in there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I should have wrote down how many they hold in the top ten. But it's Peyton Manning, Josh Dobbs, Tyler Bray, Eric Ainge, and Casey Clawson. And then number 11, 
Number 11's kind of random. I think you're high on him. See if you can guess number 11. It's another guy. I'm high on him? I think I've heard you talk about him. Like you're like, yeah, my dad loved this quarterback or something like that. It's kind of random. Uh, it's Andy Kelly. Andy Kelly, okay. Does your dad like yeah. him? I feel like I've heard that. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't, maybe it's someone else. I don't know. <laughs> dad, you like Andy Kelly? Yeah, he said he did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's kind of hard. I, I made a really difficult one, but I think it's a fun question. Um, Allen Houston holds the record for most points scored in a season for Tennessee basketball in 1990 and 1991. Do you know who's – can you guess who's second? In 1991? No, 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 just overall. Oh, is it Ernie? Mm-mm. This one's tough. I would have never gotten this one. Just a heads up. It's Dale Ellis. Dale Ellis, okay. Mm-hmm. 82 and 83. It was uh, Ernie and er, Ernie Grunfeld and uh, Bernard King were not in the top five of most points scored oh, wow. in a season. Now, what's crazy is Bernard King did, I think it was Bernard King, held the record for most points in her career. So, it's pretty wild. Oh, so, if you get that question, now you know it. <laughs> now you know. All right, last one. Little uh, Mixing in a little SEC, a little geography, too. Um, these SEC cities, put them in order by population. These SEC cities, okay? Okay. Texas A&M, Arkansas, Kentucky, LSU, and Mississippi State. So, uh, do you know all those cities? Do you know which ones they are? Yeah, Starkville, Baton Rouge, Lexington, College Station. Oh, Fayetteville. Fayetteville, yeah. Okay, so put those in order. Oh, my gosh. Is Lexington Lexington one? Lexington's one, yeah. Okay. Um, Starkville, two? No. Fayetteville, too. No. Uh, Baton Rouge? Baton Rouge is number two. Three would be Starkville. No. Fayetteville. No. <laughs> I know. I was College Station's? College Station's number three. Not necessarily, oh, number, that one not necessarily number three on the list, but number three of these five. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Fayetteville? Then Fayetteville. And then Starkville. Starkville. Starkville and old and um, Oxford are the I think the last two. I believe. Oh wow! Yeah, Oxford their stadium holds more than their city's population. It's pretty crazy. I think That's almost wild. double. I would have never guessed College Station to be. Mm-mm. They're just below Knoxville, I think, which is surprising. Yeah, especially if you've <laughs> been to College Station, it looks pretty empty. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some more. I, I like that a little trivia. Yeah, Especially that's when cool. We don't have any. Uh, also, we need to figure out a way to get the listeners involved. I don't know how to do that, but yeah, we need to figure out like a texting or something. I don't know. Gotcha. I'll let you work. Give away something, maybe. Yeah, maybe we can get hound dogs involved. Yeah, some more giveaways going. Um, you got any questions for me, buddy? I don't. Don't think we have any. Let me check. Um, Chris Wilson did say his three wide receivers are Josh Malone, Jawan Jennings, and Justin Hunter. Yeah, I got a little mix. Yeah, I don't know if that's in order, but he has Josh Malone listed as first. I mean, I wouldn't argue with that three. Yeah. He also said he stayed the entire Georgia State game. Yeah, that one's depressing. Yeah, it's depressing. Um, I forgot to. I don't know if I went in order, but I forgot to talk about NASCAR. What a mess. Yeah, that's. I mean the. I'll, I'll say this, and I don't, we don't need to spend 
I guess, a long time on it. Um, but I think this, I guess the best case scenario happened mm-hmm. because it wasn't real, apparently. Um, or at least it wasn't a hate crime. So that's my question. It was, that, that's my biggest question about it. Was someone like, has someone done that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know how to, because I know a lot of people disagree. I know that I have seen people intentionally target. I've seen someone personally intentionally target a black person by tying a noose. And everyone around me knew what it meant. So I'm guess I guess I'm saying if was it tied like a noose? That's my question. I don't know if that's been confirmed. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a knot. Obviously, it wasn't targeted at Bubba but, Watson or Bubba Watson, Bubba Wallace, which is a good thing. Right. That's a good thing right. like you said. Best case scenario. Yeah, it didn't happen, and and NASCAR was unified. They backed Bubba, um, so I think that was cool to see. I think it's a step forward without taking a step back for NASCAR. Right. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't think he intent. He just did this to. He just doesn't seem like the guy that would just do this to do it. Right, and I would imagine he has to regret going on whatever show he went on on Tuesday morning. And pretty much said, if you believe this is a hoax, like you're simple minded. I would imagine he regrets right. saying that. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem. I th- See, I just I haven't listened enough to what he said, other than I I read the transcript of that interview on Tuesday, and that's obviously I, I think he would regret saying that. But it seems like now he's just like glad it didn't happen. I, like I like pretty much what you said. It's best case scenario that. It didn't happen, and then he was happy to see that NASCAR was unified by it. it you know that they stand by each other because those dudes hate each other on race days. Oh yeah, um, right. Which now, God bless, people are morons. The videos servicing or resurfacing of uh, Bubba Wallace throwing that water in that dude's face after a race. He gets wrecked at the end of the race <laughs> and throws water in it. And then um, I think it's Brad Keselowski. They they're doing like a you're like announcing your name. He walks up on stage and he's like, "My name is Brad Keselowski, and Kyle Busch is a bitch." <laughs> and just walks <laughs> off stage. Yeah, they like, like fight. They're they, like the most fights besides hockey is NASCAR. It's got they uh, hate each other. So it's cool to see them unified and that they, you know, their hate. I guess only you're sitting in a hot, sweaty car for hours. So somebody makes you mad. By the time you're ready to get out of the car, like it's on. Yeah, imagine sitting. Yeah, imagine the. It's it's like being in traffic on the interstate and a dude looks. Looks uh looks at you wrong. You're, you're gonna get out of the car and punch him. Some people yeah. would, not everybody, right. but some people. Would. Yeah, some some people close to us would do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, like you said, it's it was the best case scenario. I I don't I don't understand the that I don't understand that people are calling it a hoax because it wasn't like I don't. Yeah, know. it's more of a misunderstanding than a hoax, right? And. Should NASCAR probably, if it is what, if it is that pull down cord, should they probably investigate it more before getting the FBI involved? Yeah, probably. Yep. But that doesn't fall on Bubba Wallace. That falls on NASCAR. Right. So, whatever. Um, I'll be honest. Jumbotron. Yeah, I'll be honest. I just don't care about NASCAR enough to. Yeah, I I found myself watching the other night. Did you? Um, and I used to watch it when I was little, and I I could I had all the cars, and I could name the driver for each car. But yeah, it's just the point system. It was just like if you won, you won. <laughs> like back back then, <laughs> like 
and they might have had a point system. I just didn't know. I was just like, you win, you win. You win money if you, if you, yeah. So, right. Jumbotron, beach games. Landon's at the beach. Have you played any beach games or are you like, I know you got your family there. That probably makes it. I'm a big, uh, you know, I'm a big ball guy. Um, so I always (laughs) have a ball with me. So I've been throwing the ball. Um, football, we, we have a, a, a ball. It's like a, a nerf kind of thing and it bounces on the waves. Oh yeah. Are you uh is your dad a bocce ball guy? Do you guys play bocce ball? He's not. He's no. not a, no. Okay. What about you guys take the cornhole boards down there? It's like, that's a beach game for some people. Yeah, we did. We did not. Oh, okay. Um, we couldn't fit them in my car and my parents was filled to the absolute brim. <laughs> Um, so if they wanted to buy like a, if they want to take a she shell, she shell, she seashell, <laughs> um, they'd have to, um, nail it down on top of their car. Oh, nice. That's good. Like there was literally no, <laughs> you couldn't fit a piece of gum in their car. <laughs> uh, what's your, first... they're hearing me right now talking about them. So they're, are they getting upset? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they, they know, they know exactly. Um, so what's your what's your first beach game though? You got a fa- you got a favorite beach game, dude? Mine mine's got to be volleyball. I'm a big beach yeah. volleyball guy. That's my first one too. I actually have scars to prove how much I love volleyball. Um, <laughs> we went so for those of you that don't know, we went on a uh, cruise once that three years ago now. Um, yeah, before two COVID. years ago, yeah, and we went to Nassau. And dude, first off, Nassau is a shithole. Like the fact that a cruise <laughs> like stops there is absurd to me. Yeah, it's gross. It. If I ever, I probably won't plan the next cruise. I'll probably just, you know, be along for the ride. But if I ever plan a cruise, I can assure you I'm not going to plan one that has a stop in Nassau. Like, I'll be like, nah, I'm good. It's terrible. But we found a beach with a volleyball net, and uh, we played for approximately six hours. We played for a long time. So, yep. I had a great time. I don't regret. Yeah. The the bar had a uh, $10 deal. First off, okay, I should say this. This is the best part. I will go back to Nassau. I'll take that back. They had a bar that had a two beers and two shots for $10. You can't find that anywhere. <laughs> you probably shouldn't be legally allowed to find that anywhere, but it was awesome. No. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And then they did a um, – what did they do? They did a uh... – that car you talking about the conga line thing where they pour the yeah shot the in conga mouth? line and they, yeah they just <laughs> poured a shot in everybody's mouth yeah do that you, was uh, do you remember the name of that beach no clue Junko Beach was what it was named Junko Beach Junko Beach Junk O Beach I mean now that I think like it was pretty Junko <laughs> oh yeah I mean there were rocks in the volleyball court still a great time. I know we passed the McDonald's and I was I was like man that's a two story McDonald's I went into it just to like go into it. disgusting. <laughs> Like, and McDonald's, like, most McDonald's are disgusting. This one would, like, top them all. Yeah, I can imagine. I didn't go in that. I might have gone <laughs> in that. I just don't remember it. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's a God, Nassau. <laughs> you got to love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm never going back. Uh, so, number one for me is volleyball. I'll go number two real quick. That's bocce ball. It's a great beach game. Bocce ball is the best. Yeah. I, I like playing in the yard. It's a good yard game, too. Yeah, it is a good yard game. You're right. Um... Mine. Hmm. I like I like playing football on the beach. I knew you'd choose football. Bastard. You're a football. Oh, did you guy. choose it too? No, I didn't. Big big football. I guy. went with uh I went with like tailgate 
I guess, games. You can't okay. really play bocce ball. To, you could play bocce ball to tailgate, I guess. But, yeah, I went away from the – besides volleyball, I guess volleyball, too, in the tailgate. I'm an idiot. Never mind. I went with just classic <laughs> beach games. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to put up a volleyball net at our next tailgate. I would actually love that. If social distancing <laughs> gives me enough room for a volleyball court, I'm in every year. Sign me up. Absolutely. In, on the concrete. It's going to be nuts. Yeah, I I will still be digging for balls. Like, is that what that? Yeah, be? we'll uh, we'll have to get a first aid kit and maybe <laughs> um some licenses to do uh stitches or whatever. Maybe if or we maybe, know, maybe we'll just do our own stitches. If we know someone with a dump truck, we can just bring sand in. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> it'd be terrible cleaning it up, but it'd be fun then. Because <laughs> sand gets everywhere. We're the ones who got to clean it up. Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my last one is uh, I don't know if you've ever played this game because we've never played it at tailgate, but we're going to this year. That's Can Jam. Yeah, I've, I've seen Can a Jam? lot of people. Yeah, I've played it before. Yeah, we're I playing. We played it this year. At, at Katie's pool one time. Probably, we're gonna be playing it this year. Bumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, last one. My, my last one is. I love that you're looking out to the beach for inspiration. Yeah, I'm trying to find somebody doing something cool, (laughs) um, but they're not. Drawing a penis in the sand or something? Right. (laughs) Uh, I like the game, and I I don't know what it's called, but it's fun when I play it. It's the game where it's got – it's a string. It's got two balls at the end. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And there's like – I do know what you're talking. Yeah, ball. <laughs> I do know you what you're talking. Them. Yeah, I, I don't. So it's. I guess it's similar to. It's like a version of Can Jam Corner. Ladder ball. Ladder ball. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. There you go. Crowd. I don't like. <laughs> you got a lot. Of peanut, thank you, Peanut Gallery. <laughs> Is that a live studio audience? Um, yeah. Practicing. It, oh, okay. And uh, so that game's fun. It's similar to Cornhole or um, or Can Jam, I guess, where you, it's a point system. You got to land it. Ladder ball is fun. I uh, I like clacking them together. Is my favorite part. Yeah, it, it reminds me of. Um, have you seen Kangaroo Jack? I don't think so. That doesn't ring a bell. Should yeah. I have seen Kangaroo Jack? Yeah, you've seen Kangaroo Jack. I may have been. I don't know. Um, well, they have these like, he's like, I am Bolo Man, and it's got these two big balls in a string. And I thought that's what it came from. Uh, they have nothing to do with each other. It's, apparently, it's an Australian thing. But yeah. Ladder ball or Kangaroo Jack? The the things that he has to uh, try to catch the kangaroo. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. It doesn't Interesting. work, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you tried it? No, like he tried it. It doesn't work on a kangaroo. <laughs> okay. I need to see this movie. I have no idea. Yeah, you gotta see about. it. Um Oh, stupidity. Will you I okay. Um have you ever played badminton on the beach? You don't seem like a badminton type of person. I haven't played it on the beach. I I think we played it in at my grandmother's when oh, I was okay. little. Badminton's fun. Yeah, I'm not I'm a big a, like. I'm a big badminton badminton guy. <laughs> I wish I was better at it, but it is what it is. Can't be good at everything, <laughs> right? If I have to sacrifice anything, it'll be badminton. <laughs> <laughs> right. I only uh, have one stupidity. I think I only have one too. I mean, I could probably find some for you if you want me to. And it's a USA Today writer. I think he was mine last time, too. Um, Is he going to get the award renamed? Bob Nightingale. Is that a real name? He was he was tweeting about the um, baseball 
stuff last night going on. So he was like Rob Manfred, Manfred now expected to implement season. And then he says MLB commissioner Rob has no plans to implement a season tonight or even tomorrow. Then he tweets, there will definitely be a 60 game season. And then, so this was, so this was in two hours. Then an hour, he tweeted the second one, 11 minutes and then nine minutes. Um, within nine minutes of each other, he was like, MLB has decided to play a 60-game season. If the union agrees to have their players report by July 1st and they agree on the safety and health protocols and their operating manual. So, like, he was literally, like, trying to be the first one to tweet all this, and he was just wrong every single time. Right. No one knows what's going on. Right. <laughs> to take that Bob. Nightingale. Is that a, that's a made-up name. That's got to be a made-up name. It's, it's not even real. Says, it's someone's pseudonym, right? Yeah, that's like a uh, it's like a me character or something. <laughs> Dude, I was I got. I'm sorry. Uh, is me? Is that we? Yeah, that, what that is okay. Me character. Yeah, aren't they called me's? Or, I think or I think so. I just want to make sure before okay. I told you the story. Yeah. Um, so I got caught up on Twitch watching a guy play Wii baseball the other night for probably thirty longer than I am proud to say I did. Okay, bef- so was he better at that game than no, Big Cat? Is? He was terrible. Okay. That's In nice. fairness, Wii baseball is BS, but yeah, he was terrible. It's hard. I think I actually threw my arm out playing Wii baseball. Like pitching or hitting? Pitching. Dang. Just throwing gas? Straight gas. <laughs> um, like, I, I didn't understand. Like, I was really right. trying to pitch. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. just like the. Yeah. Not the just quick. flicking the wrist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Like, well, to this day, I would I would still play like I was playing real baseball. Just like in tennis, when I serve, I like, like, I'm going full motion. I don't cheat anything. Yeah. Don't you cheat. Got to. It. Uh, my first one is, I don't know, I guess it's on the NFL if this is true, but Pro Football Talk, they tweeted that um, potentially the players next season could be wearing headsets, like all the players on the field, uh, to communicate with the coaches, which would avoid huddling and avoid interactions. You are playing a sport where you tackle someone and lay in piles. Why not just huddle up? What would – what would it do to not huddle up at that point? And also, like, no huddling is already a thing. So it's already a thing. Why would, right. why would they all need that when one player could just call the play? Well, so Tyron Matthew tweeted, and I've kind of well, – I guess we can talk about this real quick. He tweeted back and said, if you put a headset in my helmet, I guarantee you I'll make every play. Which – the headsets have to cut off at a certain period. Like, they don't, they're not on during the snap or right up to the snap. So I don't know what – what do you think he would gain or any player would gain from a headset being – wearing a headset? I don't know. I mean, because you wouldn't get any true pre-snap like, reads. Like he, he would get it as it was happening, but he would have to react. Well, I think his point is so, that if a coach was able to tell him who was moving where – Yeah, I, I don't There's think no under, way. I don't think he understands how the headsets work. Yeah, they don't tell you before it happens. Like the quarterback, <laughs> the quarterbacks has to be turned off like a certain amount of time before the snap. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that time is. 
Yeah, I don't either. That's dumb. And then I do know the A XFL had headsets in more players' helmets. They wasn't right. all eleven, but it was more. So, yeah, I don't like like you said. I don't. I don't know what. I'm not doubting Tyron Matthews, a great football player. I just don't think he understands how the helmets work. Yeah, the, my, the headsets. Yeah, that's a fail on his part. That's that's <laughs> not true. Yeah, Tyron Matthew. Whatever. Um, it's because he, he only went three years at LSU, not four. Did he even make it three? Probably not. I think he got kicked out his sophomore year. No. Oh yeah, because before his junior, junior year, I think he played his entire right. sophomore year because it wasn't that his Heisman campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what his stats looked like. His Heisman campaign. Do you have any more stupidities? I don't have any more stupidities. I do. I do want to talk about. What do you think about Reg, that video I tagged you in of Reggie Bush? What did it say again? I remember Just pretty much how he tells every young football player when he says when they ask me how do you how do you get so fast run track. Oh yeah, you got to run track. Run track. You ain't gonna that, do it. It puts you so far ahead. You aren't gonna get faster in the weight room. Like, Ryan, especially like going from high school to college, like you, you just have so much on players that don't right run track, right? Because you're conditioned like that, and you start like you start conditioning, mm-hmm. and that's you know the toughest transition is do doing that. So if you're already conditioned, you know you're already worlds uh, ahead of somebody who didn't, right? It's just it's funny to me the guys who think they can uh we we talk about it bigger faster stronger a lot of people leave out the uh faster. Yeah. Think bigger stronger is enough. If, if you're a, if you're a lineman like run track, you don't have to compete. Run track. No, I mean go throw. It helps your footwork. Yeah. Do something like do something. And got to do it. I, I think the the weight room Especially in high school football. Yeah, and but I feel like it gets repetitive. Yeah, and here's the thing, too, about track. Track isn't a, a thing you have to do. You can't do it five to seven days a week. You've got time to hit the weight room during track season. You've got right. plenty of time. It's not a five, It's not a all-week thing like football is. It's mm-hmm. not possible. You would kill your body. You can't run. You can only run so many 200s a week. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's – for Reggie Bush, that's great life advice. I don't know right. how much life advice you'd take from Reggie Bush, but hey. I'd, I'd take a lot. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll definitely take that. I'd write that in my book and, and keep it. Uh, apparently, he's getting, he might be getting his husband back. Did you hear that? Good. Because they're, you know, yeah, they're making all of it legal to where they can profit off their likeness. So he sh- he should have yes. never. First off, I would have never given my husband back. Like, no, you, you got to come get it. Yeah, come, come get it from me. Right. So. Um, and then catch me. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I ran track. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you got anything else? That's all I got. Guys, I want to thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back Sunday, I think, like normal. Um, yep. We'll be back like normal. Uh, we're excited to be back together and uh, back on. We hope you guys have a great week. Hope you all stay happy and healthy. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Sign up for volunteerroadshow.com. Those drawings, football season, 73 days away. 73, Trey Smith days away. So it's coming up. So make sure you do that because those giveaways are going to be coming up soon. Um, Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow us on YouTube as well as Volunteer Roadshow. 
We appreciate you all. Check out those sponsors, Tennessee Tap House and Hound Dogs. We're bringing the boat in and we out.